0: More than once,
1: actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do.
0: In the car before my kid's PTA meeting.
1: Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?
0: I never win and tell.
1: Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com.
0: Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void rep prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.
1: See website for details. I think in general, we're experiencing something where we're being forced into rest Well, hello, hello there, and welcome to the next episode of the All of Life Show. I am one of your hosts, Stuart White, along with my wife, Alicia White, and we are glad to have you guys with us today. And uh, this is, uh, it's been a two-week gap since our last episode. We've had a lot going on, as I'm sure many of you guys have as well.
0: Or a lot not going on.
1: Yeah, it depends on how you look at it, really. Yeah. Um, But uh, as most of you know, you're probably quarantined, locked down in a state where you have very limited ability to leave your house and go do anything uh, that you would normally do and enjoy it. And uh, we are right there with you. So we wanted to just record this episode and kind of give you an update on how things have been going with us. Uh, What have we been doing?
0: A whole lot of nothing.
1: A whole lot of nothing. (laughs)
0: That's not actually true. Um, I feel like, just to check in, Like I feel like I've never been so overwhelmed doing nothing (laughs) in my life. You wouldn't
1: think it would be such an exhausting thing, but it is.
0: Normally, how I like to be is I keep my schedule, my calendar very packed full and I love to go, go, go and um, just have a full plate. And um, so this has been a very different kind of time for me, but I've actually, it's twofold because part of me is going crazy. And then the other part of me is very much enjoying how to live life at a slower pace. So um, we've gone from homeschooling one kiddo to two, which is you know, not that you wouldn't think that big of a deal, but it's, it's a pretty big jump. Um, and then, and then, uh, so three kids home and then now living in a house that's half the size of our last one and you working from home and having a hundred pound dog that needs to get out every day, you know, and three kids that need to get out every day. It's, it's been, uh, An adjustment, but um, we have been taking the opportunity to um, cook some good food, and we've been planting seeds for our new little raised garden bed, which is not like me at all, but I feel like I'm in the
1: We've totally become homesteaders.
0: Yes, (laughs) in the middle of town.
1: We're we're pretty much, we could have been in the Oklahoma land rush back in the (laughs) 1800s. We would have nailed it. Yeah. No problem.
0: But I feel good because I feel like I, for a couple years, have been craving being more intentional with our kids and our family. And I feel like I just got forced into it. And I probably, that's probably what it was going to take for me to do that. So I'm very thankful for that. Um, I've gone through... A range of emotions over this time, but but for the most part, I think a theme for me has been thankfulness, um, because in all of it, in all of the frustrations of learning how to um, change our entire life, and it's all gotten flipped upside down, and we're reevaluating everything. I have noticed the Lord's hand in our life and um, just the gifts that He has given us. Uh, We closed on our house on Monday almost a week ago now. And I, and we were like holding our breath and crossing our fingers. Like it was looking like it may not go through and it went through. And on that day, I felt like I woke up and we got the news that the house closed and I felt like this huge breath and my shoulders relaxed. And ever since that moment, I have just been like, okay, thank you, Lord. Like, let's move forward. I don't want to go back to the past anymore. Let's move forward. So that's where I'm at
1: yeah I, I think you know you you put it very well and some of the things when you you described all of them, I'm like, man, I am exhausted just hearing you talk about that. Um, we have three kids. We are in a, a house that's half the size. We have a very large dog. We all our kids are um, under the age of 10. Um, and the youngest is three. so it, they you know they're not made for being locked indoors all day long um, on technology because even though they they would love that, that part of it. Um, it, it just isn't good for them. It isn't healthy. Um, and our lives have been just hectic. And I've been thinking about this is, you know, in the old Testament, you had this setup of God had Israel have a certain cadence that they were supposed to follow with things, with their land, with, with everything they were supposed to have, uh, you know, work six days and rest on the seventh. They were supposed to work the land six years and let it rest on the seventh. And they had a a particular pattern that they were supposed to do. And you saw this point where when they failed to do it pretty much ever, God had them come to a point where they were taken into captivity and they were uh, held for. A period of time that was essentially the equivalent of how many sets of seven, you know, 490 years or something along those lines, um, that it was a period of rest. And it was weird because we tend to think of, of rest as like, well, yeah, that's an optional thing. You know, we, we think of Sabbath, we think of, um, the, the way that we go about just having a Sabbath type of, um, routine as not really necessary anymore. And I'm not saying this in a legalistic way, but I do think that there's still wisdom there. Just in the same way, like you read the Old Testament and we all go, okay, well, we're, we're under grace now. We're not under the law. But you wouldn't say, well, so now I can murder. I don't have to follow any of the commandments. You know, I, I can be disrespectful to my my parents and commit adultery because, you know, grace no, we we don't do that. And I think that we think of it in those terms like, that. yeah, that's ridiculous. Why would we dismiss those parts of the law? Because obviously they're still good. Like it's good not to kill someone. It's better. To, you know. But the parts about remembering the Sabbath and keeping it holy and remembering to rest. And I've just kind of had this thought in my head. I'm like, this is almost like the same thing. Like God has taken our whole country. And I'm not trying to make some equivalence of, you know, we're the new Israel or any of that kind of stuff. I'm just saying... I think, in general, we're experiencing something where we're being forced into rest. It's really hard for all of us. We don't realize how difficult resting and truly having nothing to do can can be. Um, and I think that, in in a similar vein, you have uh, people who people who were kind of expecting the worst in not just this, but that something could happen someday. We, you know, people would call them preppers or in the preparedness community, or just people who have a lifestyle of being a little less reliant on grocery stores and things. They they grow their own food. Like you mentioned, we're, we're working on doing some of that stuff call ourselves. Call
0: it like the, the sustainable or self-sustaining. Yeah, community.
1: self-sustaining, sustainable community, um, sustainable agriculture, that kind of stuff. Um, when you have been in practice of those things and chaos comes you're not quite you you might still be blown away by it but you're not devastated and I think right now what we have is a lot of people who if they aren't devastated yet they're getting there because they all realize like I don't I don't know what to do I don't have a job I don't think I'll have a job to go back to Um, and when you have a kind of a preparedness mindset of sorts you anticipate like hey you know something bad could happen that's why we keep a first aid kit in our, our car or any of these things. It's not because you're like, boy, I sure hope something bad happens so I get to use this fancy first aid kit that I bought. No, it's, it's simply having a mindset of reality says that things happen, you know, and you can't uh, know when to expect them or anticipate them. But I do think that the people who, who were practicing maybe more of a preparedness mindset, they're, they're not as freaked out right now. And I think that to equate that back to this idea of rest, when we were not practicing rest, and I'm just saying a time of slowing down and getting with the Lord, and I'm guilty of this because this is hard for me. I'm not, I've never been Mr. Devotions. I love to listen to sermons. I love to learn. I love to do all those things. And you could maybe make the case that that's something that is devotional, but it's not always I'm just getting at the feet of Jesus and just resting and trusting that he's got this. I'm convicted that when I have failed to do that for so long, and now I'm stuck in a situation where I'm being forced to do that very thing or having at least the opportunity. That is why it is so much heavier on me because like, Oh, this is, I'm not used to this. I don't understand. I don't know how to, how to interact and behave in a way that is restful
0: babe what are the things that you've been like struggling the most with or thoughts that you've been struggling the most with I want to know particularly like when we woke up this morning you said that you weren't able to sleep until like three or four in the morning and so what were you thinking
1: well at first I was uh, what happened last night to just give a little more background I went to sleep it was probably midnight or so we've been staying up later and I fell asleep and I think I was asleep for maybe 30 or 45 minutes and then I woke up like I don't know if I heard a noise or what and being in a new house and just unfamiliar with everything I think I'm a little more like on alert Um, and given the obvious situation too you never know what could be going on and I was awake and I couldn't get back to sleep and so you know at one point I grabbed my phone I posted something to Facebook at like three o'clock in the morning just saying it's three a.m. My brain must think that it's you know helping me out right now by giving me that peace and solitude I can never find during the day. Is that a day. Jewel song? Thanks a lot, brain.
0: 3, three a.m. <laughs> and I'm still awake writing the song. <laughs> oh no, yeah. What is it's, that? Uh, what I is can't. That? Prov- um. Shoot. Oh, I can't think of it <laughs> is. Yeah,
1: I know who you mean. Yeah. But so Blaine there. Linus S-
0: Morset. No, Jewel.
1: No, so close. Dang.
0: All right, I'll figure it out.
1: Yeah. Um. So there I am, and and I think it was four or five a.m. by the time I finally fell asleep. And I wasn't just like scrolling Facebook the whole time. I was mainly like sitting there staring at the ceiling and any bit of light, anything in the room, like everything seems so amplified. And I finally realized like, I think I just need to start praying and I don't even know what to pray for, but I feel so overwhelmed with the need that I'm, it's like, it's just the numbness. Like when you've been in a car accident or something and you don't even realize you've been injured yet because Good the adrenaline shock. and the shock and everything that's, that's what it's been for us. I feel like, you know, we've had this, we're still getting accustomed to living in a different house and, and just everything came all at one time. And there's been really good stuff too with that. Um, like you mentioned, we sold our house. We, we have some money in the bank from that. That's, that's awesome. Um, it's, it's allowed us to be able to give to support our church, you know, and there are a lot of churches right now that need support. Um, people who are reliant on attendance where most of the giving happens in that environment uh, and nobody can come to church. Um, so it, we were blessed in that way, but I've just had all of these thoughts and all of these things and, and just concerns and just going, how bad is this going to get? How, how much further down the rabbit hole will this go? Cause you hear this report and that report and some say April and some say May and then some say June. I heard Canada's talking July um, and then people are saying, if it gets to a point where we think it's all good, but we start everything back up too soon, it is just going to have a resurgence, you know, in September, October, and we're going to be in a worse uh, case if that's even possible, you know? So being the dad, being the, the, the husband um, in this household and just having all that weigh on me, I think I started to go... Oh no! It's all on me. I have to figure something out. I have to protect, and I still there's still a legitimacy to that. You are in charge, uh, but I think the first role as a husband and father is to protect and and care by spending time with Jesus and growing in that and learning in that and being reminded of what the truth is. So, um, something that we were discussing today, and this is kind of where we want to go is I have had sections in the book of Colossians just kind of coming to mind and realizing I think the Lord's been doing that, like just encouraging me, even though I haven't been spending all this time in the Word and you know just being that awesome person who's so disciplined at his devotional time and everything. Um, But I think God has just been reminding me of that. And so what we want to do right now is we're going to read the section and then Um, We want you guys to just hear as we kind of go through this just a little bit. So it's Colossians 1, uh, verse 9, starting there, and we'll go to verse 23. But it says, For this reason we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you, and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, and that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of god strengthened with all might according to his glorious power for all patience and long suffering with joy giving thanks to the father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light he has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the son of his love in whom we have redemption He is the head of the body, the Church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he may have the preeminence. For it pleased the Father that in him all the fullness should dwell, and by him to reconcile all things to himself, by him, whether things on earth or things in heaven, having made peace through the blood of his cross. And you, Who once were alienated and enemies in your minds by wicked works, yet now he has reconciled in the body of his flesh through death to present you holy and blameless above reproach in his sight. If indeed you continue in the faith, grounded and steadfast, and are not moved away from the hope of the gospel which you heard, which was preached to every creature under heaven, of which I, Paul, became a minister. That section there, like, pieces of that have just been swirling and circling through my mind over and over. Especially the section of in Him, everything holds together. In Him, He is the one who made it all and it all consists in Christ. That the fullness of God, the Godhead, dwells in Him bodily. That He is the one who is in control. And as much as I think that I'm in control. It just takes a little tiny microscopic invisible to the human eye virus to wake me up to the reality that I am not in control of anything. I don't have any hope by myself beyond Christ. There, there is nothing. And I just, I love that, that section there at the very end when he says, if indeed you continue in the faith, grounded and steadfast, and are not moved away from the hope of the gospel which you have heard, that is the thing right now I think as Christians we are tempted to do, is to move away from the hope of the gospel. We suddenly think, oh, everything is is chaos right now. We need a different message. We need something better. We need a, uh, something that people can have hope in. And no, we don't move away from the gospel. We press into it further.
0: You were talking in the beginning about the prepper community and, um, how some of those people in this time, because they have been prepared, um, in a practical sense for what's going on right now have, um, their world hasn't necessarily been rocked. You hear about people who are like, Oh, we're good. We've, we've got our stockpile and we've been planting. And, um, and when you were talking, I was just thinking about that. Those are such good, like practical Um, applications for, for what's going on today. But then the spiritual application of what that text talks about is like when we're living um, and applying gospel truth in our life, like when we believe that hope and we're living that, like that is the spiritual application for what's going on right now. Mm-hmm. Like we are living that truth and believing that truth and moving into that truth right now. And that's what gives us the hope to not have to feel rocked in this situation. Um this, uh, my best friend had shared a devotional with me that I've, I'm not Mrs. devotional, just like you're not Mr. devotional. Like we have struggled with that. Um, but through all of this, I've thought like, I need to be able to start my day, um, from a place of just like getting with the Lord first. Like, I feel like I'm craving it more than I ever have before. And so this morning before I even got out of bed, I started this meditation. Um, and, oh gosh, what was it called? Encounter. I think it was in the Bible app. Um, and he, the, the narrator was just kind of like guiding me through scripture and asking questions. And one of the questions he said, he was like, take a deep breath. And, um, there's this like nice calming music playing. And he said, um, what do you want to hear from the Lord this morning? Open, like open your heart and and ask him to speak to you. What do you want him? What do you want to hear from him? And the first thing that came to my mind was like, um, I will make this right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it meant so much to me. And sorry, I'm emotional. No, I'm not sorry. I'm emotional. I'm not going <laughs> to apologize for that. Um, like we've been through some really hard things and I was, just praying Lord like make this right make the truth be known like reconcile this you know and then when you're reading that scripture and it said like all things will be reconciled like he will reconcile it all Mm -hmm. and I believe that and I want to live from a place of that I want to wake up every morning and say like there is a virus that's sweeping the nation and we're heading towards economic ruin and so many people are hurting right now and but Lord, I know you're going to make this right. You will. And we may not see it right now, but it is coming and it's a promise that's in your word. And, um, and I want to like have that spiritual application so that through all of this, we are not rocked. Like the foundation of our faith is not rocked because we know he will reconcile it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think what we see right now is a revealing to people and they may not yet realize this, but, that where you have placed your hope is getting rocked, like you said. And your idols, your gods, are not able to deliver. And we are left naked and bare, and yet we have a God who loves us. Even, even believers, people who, who know and, and profess salvation in Christ and faith in Christ, we are just as guilty. You know, we have had plenty of opportunity, but you don't, it's so much easier to hide your weakness when you, you don't have um, anything really difficult going on. And when all of a sudden the world gets shaken, you you're left just going, Oh wow. I think I was fooling myself as, as to how strong I thought my faith was. And, as to where I thought I was placing my faith. And uh, there, there's just a section here in continuing, actually, in Colossians. And I love this. After verse 23, it's verse 24, it says, I now rejoice in my sufferings for you, and I fill up in my flesh what is lacking in the afflictions of Christ for the sake of his body, which is the church and teaching every man in all wisdom that we may present every man perfect in Christ. To this end, I also labor, striving according to his working, which works in me mightily. You know, it, even Paul went through crazy chaos, you know? It, it would be like a lifetime of coronavirus, you know? <laughs> I think of just this thing and that thing, of shipwrecks, and uh, he lists it all in Second Corinthians and you'd just be like, no way. This is all one person? No way. But in that, not once did he say, hey, you know what? We got to change this message. No, what, is, what does he say here? He says, in all of this, we, God has made known the mystery. And what is the mystery that he is making known to the Gentiles, to all of us, to the whole world? Christ in you, the hope of glory, that the God of the universe would come And dwell in us by his spirit that he would redeem us and change us and make us a new creation and that's what we all need right now we all need a hope that is true hope that doesn't disappoint that can't be taken it can't be robbed from us it can't be you know taken from us by illness or sickness or 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 any number of things it's unshakable hope and that's the kind of hope where I want to place my hope. And I just confess that I have not been doing a great job of remembering that, you know, Christ in us, the hope of glory.
0: I want to leave you guys with something that spoke to me this week. We got a video from my cousin's little son and it was the cutest thing in the entire world. And um, you're going to love this. You're going to love this. I, I will have to post it too. I did post it on my Facebook page, but, um, it's called the breakfast benediction. I don't know. I'm sure this thing has to be around for a long time, but I have never heard it. But
1: they nicknamed it the the
0: breakfast benediction. benediction. <laughs> because see, that's how he pronounces it. It's so cute. And um, so we wiped off one of our chalkboard signs and we are going to write this and, and hang it up and practice it every morning over our breakfast. Um, but I hope this isn't inc- encouraging to you today. I'm not what I do. I'm not what I have. I'm not what people say about me. I am the beloved of God. It's who I am. No one can take it from me. I don't have to hurry. I don't have to worry. I can trust my friend Jesus and share his love with the world.
1: Isn't that great? Like, I heard that and I was like, dang, that sums up so much. And why why didn't I think of this, you know? I, I loved it and it's so it's cute. because you're not Mr. Devotion. Know, Maybe exactly. if you were Mr. Devotion. <laughs> I have failed. <laughs> but I did think, you know, that is something... To have this daily cadence again, to go back to this idea of a regular time of rest, but not just rest with our families in the morning at breakfast, that our kids have this consistency of, Hey, we're going to do the breakfast benediction. <laughs> <laughs> we are going to remind ourselves. And, you know, the first 200 times your kids may be like, Yeah, 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 da 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 da, but there's going to come that moment where. Some event, some chaos, something happens, and they go, wow, this, this is really rocking me. And then they remember, I'm not who I am. I'm not what I do. I'm not what people say about me. I'm the beloved, I'm the beloved of, God. of God. And they, that the fear and the worry and the hurry and all of that, it doesn't matter. Jesus, I, he's, I'm in his hands. And just as we, we read here in Colossians, that in him, all things hold together. All things consist That's what we want to encourage you with right now. We know things are terrible, things are not great, and they're probably not going to get better for a while. We pray that they will, but we trust in the God who holds everything together. And we want to give that encouragement to you guys today. So thank you guys. We appreciate you listening to the show. We promise to be getting more consistent episodes out uh, now that we've kind of settled in a bit more. And um, we just want to let you know that if you would like to get in contact with us, you can reach out to us via
0: Facebook or Instagram.
1: And what would those names be on Facebook and Instagram? <laughs> Are you forgetting, babe? <laughs> no, 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 no,
0: <laughs> Um, At all of life show. And if you have prayer requests or just want to connect via email instead, you can send us an email to feedback.
1: Feedback at all of life and you can go to the website, alloflifeshow.com. You can listen to shows there. You can find information on books we recommend. And uh, we're going to be updating some more content on there very soon. And also, guys, if you would do us a favor and you would leave reviews on uh, I- iTunes, Apple Apple Podcasts, <laughs> and just let us know what you think of the show. Uh, we we love hearing from you. Um, and just spread the word. We want to get this out and not just so we can be uh, bigger, but we want to spread the word of the gospel and spread the hope of Jesus Christ to everybody because we believe that the gospel is truly for all of life. So thank you, friends. We love you guys. Bye.